This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, imagine your ears being bombarded by the loud clap of thunder, booming fireworks, and a rowdy rock concert, and not being able to escape the pain in your ears. For far too many dogs, noise phobia is real, and it hurts. Fortunately, on our show today, we welcome a can-do person from the Detroit area. She has unleashed a sound solution. Yes, I did say sound solution. To combat noise issues in dogs. Please welcome to the show the inventor of a noise-canceling headphone for dogs. She's a dedicated dog mom to a couple of cool canines named Emma and Penny. Welcome to the show, Kirsten Brand. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Arden. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, Kirsten is the founder of Emma Brands, and she has an invention she's going to talk about that even led her to be able to pitch it on Shark Tank. But we're going to find out all about that after we take this break. And you all know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, pet pals. Arden Moore here from the Old Behave Show, talking to you about a great company called Natural Farm. They make all natural dog chews and bones. Yum yum for the dogs. They are single ingredients. They're very nice to the environment and they support a lot of animal welfare groups. Check them out for your dogs. They're bully sticks, gullet sticks, collagen sticks, and peanut butter, chicken, and other flavors. You get to choose what chew for your dog. Go to naturalfarmpet.com. Pause up. Use promo code BEHAVE15 for 15% off store-wide. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is Kirsten Brand. She is from the Detroit area. What's the suburb you're in, Kirsten? I'm in Gross Point, Michigan. So I know everybody in Michigan uses their hand to say where they are. So which finger? It is right next to Detroit here. Okay, good, good. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be talking to Kirsten because she has a company called Emma Brands. And she's got a lot of talent. we got a coloring book we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about headphones for dogs. But let's back it up because I think you uh, you have a furry muse named Emma. 
Can you tell us about Emma and what led to Emma to inspire you to create this uh, noise-canceling headphones for dogs? I do. So Emma here is just turned 17, May 1st. Yeah, so she's... She's going to be ready to drive. Yeah, she's she's good to go on all sorts of fronts. And she's had a magnificent life. She's moved around the country with me. She's been emotional animal to help people in nursing homes and hospitals. She's been a service for me. She's also been a research and development dog at one of the big CPGs that we worked for testing dog and cat food. So she's had quite the life. Did you get her when she was little? I mean, as a pup, when did you first start your story with her? I got her when she was just a handful. Just a handful. And back then I was traveling a lot for work. So she got to go with me and became very plain and airport savvy and trained for service animal. And so she's been all over and met all kinds of dogs and all kinds of people all over the world. For our listeners, what kind of dog is she? She is a Maltese Yorkie poodle mix. So she's a little uh, spitfire, smart as a button and white and she had a lot of fun while she was on the Shark Tank set and everybody was coming over to say hi. All right. Well, she's a canine cocktail, sounds like, in a good way, right? Yeah, in a very good way. I think that's also helped her live such a long and exotic life. And we're going to get into it in a minute, but I don't want to be rude to your other dog who's probably sitting right next to you going, and tell us about your other dog because that's a fun full name. Your dog has a fun full name. So Teddy found him in the alley when we were living in Nashville as a little pup with his mom. And his full name is Teddy Theodore Logan, because we got him the day of Keanu Reeves birthday. So did a whole Facebook poll of what should we call him. And Neo rose to the top from the Matrix. But I felt like he would be confused between no and Neo, like all the time. That's good. So we went with a three-namer so that he, like other children, knows that if he gets all three names called, oh, he's in trouble and he's got to come right away. And what kind of dog is Teddy? Teddy is a mutt as well. His mom was a pit mix and he is like triple the size. He's a big uh, 70-pound boy and I think he's got... I think he's got lab in him because he is ball obsessed. That's what he wants to oh, do all day okay. long. And he and uh, he knows that Emma is the ruler of the group or? Yes, okay. Emma is queen Smart bee. dog. Yeah. So, you know, have Emma brands. I mean, how did this all come to be? You have a company. What's your background that led you to think like an inventor? Yeah. So my background is a packaging engineer from Michigan State. And so I've always been in research development working with the folks that um, mine the consumer insights, bringing products to market. And so I had that background. And back in 2017, the Ponix journey started for the noise canceling because we were up in Petoskey, Michigan. I'll do the hand for you again, way up here at the top. It's at the kind of by the middle finger. She's not giving me the finger, everybody listening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the top. And, you know, in Michigan, we call it up north. Okay, good. You pass oh, the 44th parallel and everything's up north. 
And so, you know, she's confined in a space, has always been afraid of loud noises and hanging out with the cousins and the aunt and uncle and all the extended family. And just this white lightning runs across my field of vision as I'm watching the fireworks. And I'm like, I think my dog just ran away. I think she just became a statistic, just like, there's a huge rise in dogs running away during 4th of July. And it's gotten so much worse since COVID because it's not just 4th of July where people are setting off fireworks, right? It's just, it's it's like an extended month. Like we started Cinco de Mayo and in some communities it goes till the end of the August. And it's just, it's really a shame for these dogs, but you know, we'll get to the solution in a minute. No, but I'm sitting there. I can, I, everyone listening can share what your heart is doing when you have your best pal on four legs all of a sudden gone. And yeah. it's, uh, so continue. Your heart, your heart just drops and it's like shattering. And so, of course, everybody got up in the middle of the fireworks and just, you know, took off after her to try and go find her. And luckily, a nice neighbor had seen her and grabbed her and put her in the garage. But couldn't uh. hear us yell for a dog during the fireworks celebration. So it lasted the we're searching the whole time for her and thank God we got her back like that night. I can't even imagine going hours. I don't want to go there. <laughs> but think about her being in a garage where the noise reverberates, not with mom, and this bombardment is going on. So that had to really take a toll on Emma. Oh, yes. And, I mean, they, they start to get PTSD, right? I mean, it's it's very stressful for them. So, And I know a lot of pet parents, they contact us. They sit in the bathroom with their dogs during thunderstorms and fireworks. Some have shown me closets they've built out with, you know, noise dampening foam. And it's that's the dog's special spot. And so many people just like me are searching for some sort of solution just to help their dog, whether a little bit or a full spectrum of 100% needing needing a change. Yeah. And I know you're not a veterinarian, you don't play one on TV, but when your ears are being pounded, that does a lot to the whole body. And it also does a lot to the attitude, the mental thing. Can you talk about that a little bit, Kirsten? Yeah. So just like us, right, when they hit their fight or flight, there's a whole bunch of cortisol and stress hormones that are dumped into the body that then actually make the hearing more intense and worse. Like they've done a lot of studies on the effects of cortisol and hearing in humans and animals, and it just actually makes them even more scared, which you know, through evolution, they should be, right? They should be seeking. Yeah, that's how you uh, survive. This is for survival. But now that we've kind of taken that element away from them, the scaredness of the loud noises hasn't gone away because it's part of their instinctual habit. And fear can be a real or it could be a perceived threat, correct? Yep. And they, you know, some owners listening to your show may be like, oh, well, my dog's not scared. And that's great. Like it doesn't affect all dogs. There's a bunch of studies out of Finland that it's about a third of the dog population that is scared. So, right. Like, oh God, I wish I, I have one Teddy that isn't afraid. And then one that is completely a nervous. There you, go. So, you know, I have both in the spectrum. And I wanted to jump in in here because I'm also a fear free certified speaker. So I do talk to people all over the country about FAS, fear, anxiety and stress. And the fact that you have come up with something that is helping pets 
That's where we're going to dive in in a second. But dogs can hear so much better than us, higher, lower. I mean, if you think you're in a two-story home and you're trying to sneak open a bag of Cheetos in the back bedroom and your dog is sleeping in the living room, tell us what's happening, Kirsten. Yeah, they are there in a split second, right? Like any any rustle sound, any rustle sound, they're like, there must be treats for me. And that's right. Same thing with they get trained about their surroundings, right? They know what time you're coming home. They listen for your car and they know your yeah. car specifically. They are just so smart in habits and learning. And of course, you know, as a trainer, like it doesn't take that long to build a good habit or or a bad habit. So, yeah. <laughs> so they're just highly intelligent. And that helps with with my invention too, right? That they can be yeah. retrained and counter conditioned to a new experience that's not scared of I a like thunderstorm or firework or the loud noise. This show's been on the air since 07. We're the longest running pet podcast on the planet. And I know I'm popping peas probably to my chagrin of my producer, Mark Winter, but I think you're the first packaging engineer who's ever been a guest. <laughs> probably. That's pretty cool. So if people don't know, packaging engineers are not completely to blame for blister packs because they're there for theft. But that's the kind of realm that we're in, right? Like Coke goes in a can or a bottle and somehow it gets to you. So we're in charge of how the Coke is packed. I'm sorry, I should have used somebody else so you don't have to pay for that marketing. Uh, but you get the point. A product goes into a package and the package then gets to you as a consumer. And we're Oh, no, they're probably very happy that you mentioned their name. But I mean, were you a little girl on a swing? set saying, when I grow up, I'm going to be a packaging engineer. No, I was just always good at math and science and it came pretty easy and it was fascinating. I mean, the things that you have to do to make sure that the food is okay for a shelf life of say 12 months to get to you. In my journey, I started off and I was in the beverage side. So the beer and the soda pops. And then I went to the candy side with a really big person that you may know about them in your hand thing and not in your mouth. Um, so my parents were super thrilled with that. And then we went to dog and cat food and they were like, you went the opposite way. You should have started there and ended with beer so we could get some samples. I think that's great. Honestly, it's just like, I like getting my hands on things and doing things and creating. And so when I couldn't find anything specifically for Emma and the loud noise fear, one day I just put my own Sony headset on her and was like, oh, well, this works. Super awkward, but it works. And so then I set out to be like, how do I reverse engineer this? and not have all the bells and whistles that humans use because they're not talking on phones and needing noise canceling no. for that. They just need it, you know, so that they don't hear the loud noises. Well, I, I definitely am all ears on this, Kirsten. And we're going to find out after the break how she came up with this invention that she calls Pawnix. It's P-A-W-N-I-X after we take this break. So sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. 
With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, I'm Rachel Ray and you're listening to OB Hayes with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am really enjoying speaking with our special guest, Kirsten Brand. Check out EmmaBrand.com after the show. She is a can-do person that has come up with something you need to consider if you've got a dog. And she's saying studies show one in three dogs have some noise phobia. So let's dive in. I'm, I know you said you put your Sony headset on little Emma to help her with some noise. Obviously, that's pretty clunky and, you know, isn't going to work. So put that packaging engineering brain into gear. What did you do next? Yeah. So imagine you have this, you know, full of plastic, heavy, clunky, like you said, noise canceling headset that's for humans. And then I was like, how can I translate this and make it actually useful and just dog specific? So the first step was re-engineering just the noise canceling for them and like ripping out components that they truly won't use and need, right? And basically just focusing on that. And once I got that, it like dialed in, then the next step was, well, how do I keep this on their head? Right. Like, how is it going to stay? How are they not going to knock it off? How am I also not infringing on other people's patents that have done things that are are mufflers or muffs, you know, for ears? And so basically I came into like a gigantic helmet slash ski masks, uh, right, really surrounds the head. And then as an engineer, I'm like, let's see how I can over-engineer this. And what other bells and whistles can I throw at it that will, you know, actually make a difference and make make a better experience for the dog? Because, you know, the first thing people are like, well, my dog's never going to wear that. And I'm like, well, how do I make it comfy, swaddling-like, and just so that they want to wear it? And that's not uh, an annoyance. So the full head was where it was at because of their acupressure points on the head, right? Like we rub their head and they just love it. Well, if you do this on the ears, if you just massage the ears from the head out, it is sort of an anti-stress maneuver. Yeah. To calm the big boy Teddy down, I'm always rubbing the cheeks and right between the forehead, right? Those those anxiety pressure points. And that's and what they I have a saying. natural calming signal right here at the bridge of their nose that when they were puppies, mamas would put their muzzle on their nose, a little pressure to say, you're being a butthead, chill. So I'm impressed, Miss Engineer, you know some of the pressure points for dogs. Yeah. Well, I was trying to make this a whole working system, right, for the dog and for the pet parent to relieve your own stress, right, that you feel when your dog is stressed out. So I was like, how many things can we put in there that will help a dog and it just not be, hey, here's a noise canceling. So at first I didn't have Bluetooth and music in there. 
And the more I talked to people, the more they were like, well, I would play my dog music. And then I researched studies on the music that they would play for dogs in shelters to help calm them down, which Smart. is classical and reggae. Yeah, man. Classical and reggae, Mozart. And yeah, reggae. I mean, I was shocked about reggae. But if you think about it, it's really slow beats per minute. That, yeah. that a lot of percussion. So they, they just, you know, feel the beat, man, and kind of chill out and relax. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm really impressed, Kirsten, with you because I can see the brain of the engineer in full throttle right now because you have a problem and you're trying to find a solution and you've been very creative in who you reach out to. You're also very cognizant of legal beagles out there so you don't get in trouble. So I know this is for radio, but I'm just curious there's different size dog heads kind of describe and i'm going to take a screenshot when you show this so go for it sure so we started off with three sizes a like small medium and large and it went it was supposed to go from your teenies to your larger dogs like german shepherds and stuff and we've expanded right. because i needed to make an in-between medium size right a for medium medium for our, our our lovable lap dogs of the smaller okay. size and then you know an extra small for the teenies I, we really needed to separate it and figure out how our tiny guys aren't gonna fall over with a headset on that's made of an electronic and noise reduction foam plus the fabric itself right like it gets to be a little helmet so yeah, yeah. then i didn't see it coming that i had the marmadukes the great danes the really big guys cane corsos yeah yeah got some so big dogs had to make a, a super super extra large for them because you know they have farther apart ears and large faces and it just so what do you do with the ears that can be up or droop down i mean does that play a factor too so we designed it so that most of the ears can be pulled through the back so that oh, the okay. speaker can sit into their ear or rest on their ear. Now, if dogs don't like the pulled through the back feature, the speaker can still go on top of floppy ears and still be effective. So the only thing we ask is when you have like a hound with super far apart ears that you contact us directly because we have a workaround and a different kind of more oh, of nice. a helmet for them because of how low their ears are and, and where the speaker sits for their ears to their cheeks. Okay, so you got this invention. And I mean, are you still working at some other place or how are you paying for the kibble and your electricity in your house? So it, it's becoming a challenge because Ponix is the full time, the goal, the end game, right? Like that's that's what I want to grow and retire on and hopefully one day get somebody to buy me out and, you know, be able to we do do ship worldwide, but nice. it's, it's a, you know, just direct to consumer market. One day I would love to be, you know, in shops and stores, but it takes a lot to have inventory sitting on shelves, especially yep. at a price point that is an electronic headset. So that's where we lead into, how did you get an invite to be on Shark Tank and tell us that tale? It's, those people are amazing. It's a very long, arduous process for any entrepreneur. It takes about half a year before you even get to like a yay or nay for filming. But they're great wow. once you pass the first round of interviews, which is basically like, hey, here's here's a, a screener on me and the company. And you submit a video, right, of how you're going to 
kind of appear and mannerisms and look and, you know, basically, can you talk on camera or not? You're doing really well on radio right now. Go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. So then if you get to a point where they're like, all right, this is a great product. We love the entrepreneur. We love the story. They give you a little production team. I'm trying to keep most of their secrets for behind the scenes. Yeah. But I can't speak highly enough of the two that I had on my team about who helped me design what the set was going to look like. So you could see the Ponics, like what was a good way of Emma being on set? Some of the things that you wanted to talk to the sharks about. Just, you know, like good to bounce ideas off of. Good. I like, I'm glad to hear that. You can peel back the curtain a little bit. That's all right. Most entrepreneurs will never have been on TV, let alone, you know, something where they're pitching to those big personalities. And so basically, when you get their day of like the thing peeking behind the curtain, I'll tell you is when you watch this show, start to look from the very beginning, right when the doors open and the entrepreneur starts walking because those doors are intimidating, the hallway is long, like there's a whole process before you're even in front of the sharks. And it sets you up to have a lot of a lot of good endorphins and everything cooking for your system so that you're just you're kind of on. So you're opening the door, you got Emma with you. What was your ask? And how did you pitch it? And tell us what happened, but you're still here. So a lot oh, of people yeah. sometimes the exposure alone is priceless. Yeah, and it was a great experience. Like like I said, can't talk enough about their staff is amazing who runs that whole TV show. So we get out there and, you know, me and Emma are standing there and giving the pitch about Ponix and how we came up with it and asking for 150000 for 10%. Where That's pretty reasonable because some of these people are asking for the moon for 3%. None of these sharks, you know, challenged the numbers and we're very impressed with the numbers. And I was a little thrown back because you watch it on TV all the time and you think they're going to be grilling you all the time and like poking in into your business and really wanting to see what's going on. And the majority of them understood and were like, well, you're the right person. Like you're doing good for your timing. Like it's just not a fit for me. I was like, I beg to differ, but okay. So was there one uh, bit of advice from one of the sharks that has helped you move forward? Just the, just the confidence of them saying like, you are a good person to be an entrepreneur and you know what you're doing. And if you don't, you're the type of person that'll figure it out. Like just something like that coming, you know, from somebody else, especially when you're in the heat of a show or the heat of maybe one of your seasonal peaks or depressions. And when you're trying to sell something, just somebody to say like, Hey, you know, like, you're doing good, like you're doing the right things. Like that was enough for me. And then when it actually aired and to hear other people, you know, say like, you did a good job. Like you were very poised. You knew your stuff. Like people don't know the whole story behind Ponix that we, you know, no. kind of just went through. And so it's just really nice. Just when people give you, I can tell when it airs again, because I'll get emails of like, you did a great job. The sharks didn't know what was going on. Nice. How was Emma? How was camera ready Emma? Oh, camera ready Emma. She was so great. What you don't realize is that in my segment, you got to see seven minutes of like an hour and 20 minutes being out there talking to them. So right, okay. I come out and like I'm holding her and then I put her in the bed and I put a Ponix on her and she's chilling for most of the time. And then after a couple of the sharks went out, you know, they were kind of making eyes at her and they're like, you know, a little bit like, hey, you want to come over here, right? Even though they're going <laughs> to say 
didn't. But she got up and she started walking over to one in particular. And uh, then they were all like, oh my God, like, is she okay? Well, you know, at the time, let's see, she's 17 now. So when we filmed, it was almost two and a half years ago. So yeah, lady with a lot of arthritis, right? And so, so now if you search for us on YouTube and people that do the coverage of the Shark Tank, one person just titled our episode, The Oldest Dog Ever on Shark Tank. But you go, Emma. You go, Emma. I think that's great. So how can people get their paws on Ponix? Sure. It's Ponix.com is where we sell them. We are only there for direct-to-consumer, and that's P-A-W-N-I-X.com. It will get you to the homepage, which will show you pictures of customer dogs, all across the site. And then you basically just pick the color that you and your dog like. And then that takes you to the page that you then pick the size that you need. And the size chart is there about how to measure your dog's head and what size you would be. And we're always, we're always a phone call, an email, a chat, a way to also help. And it's just an online purchase and we'll get it out to you through the mail or UPS. (laughs) This is great from we talked about thunderstorms and fireworks and noisy construction next door, but there's some sounds in the house, too, that can make a dog turn into a, a puddle of quiver, right? Oh, yeah. Like mine put them on for construction because we're having some bath renovation done and just those loud power tools, like it yeah. helps them sleep through it. I've had a lot of big city New York and Chicago people get them because of all the noise going on outside when it's construction season. Some have just gotten it for their dogs when they're on conference calls. Oh, there you go. Well, also, I heard people say, like, I had a corgi years ago that was terrified when I turned on my dishwasher. Yeah. (laughs) The sound or the vacuum, right? There's different things, right? We just got a little bit of time left, but I wanted to let people know you also have, it's called a a coloring book. It's with Chef Emma. You want to tell us a little bit about that, too? It was more for myself not wanting to go onto Google every single time to be like, is this okay for a dog? Right. And then I was kind of like, how can you make it cute and educational and fun? And I know that you have a lot of behavioral books for dogs and cats geared towards kids. So I also thought like, could it be a family thing? Like, could you color something and put it on the fridge to remember, like, don't give stuff with nuts. Like there's a whole don't page, right? That summarizes all the don'ts versus the rest of the book is kind of the okay foods, right? Like, so. Yeah. Is that on the emmabrand.com site, the coloring book? That one, it should have a link. And that one is sold through the big Amazon publisher because they okay. can direct print when you order and then you just get it through your, your normal Amazon channels. So if you could wave a magical collar, not a wand, because we're talking dogs, a magical collar, where do you see Ponix in the next five years? Where do you see advances in helping dogs and cats with noise fears, noise phobias? Yeah, so currently we're in the research and development phase because it's been taking a while to get a Ponix 2.0 that would concentrate thunderstorms and fireworks, but then the other sound frequencies that are challenging because we get Australians emailing about the birds that are in the outback that are apparently scary to dogs. So we're looking at- Oh, I didn't know that. 
how do you do multiple wavelength focuses? And then we have a lot of pilots that contact us for ear protection for their dogs in their small aircraft because their engine sounds are a lot louder, right, than commercial. And so we want to work on the next gen that's even better for them, right? Even more protection, make it so that it's better. And then we want to figure out how to make it smaller for cats because the teenies and the cats, like cats are a little harder to be like, "Ah, I'm going to be stiff as a board and wear this and then fall over at the same time. (laughs) It's a little heavy on their head. They're both a hunter and hunted, prey and predator. And so unlike our dogs, they have a tendency to say, oh, sure, everything is perfectly fine when they're scared out of their mind, right? Because they don't want to show fear. So they're a little more subtle to catch the panic of sound phobia, I guess. Oh, Casey, my cat's pretty confident. He's an orange tabby. He's like, I'll test it for, let me help you. (laughs) Nice. We're we're always... We're always looking for for good volunteers. We want to get in the horse space because racehorses are super skittish and they get transported a lot. So anything to help them ease some of their craziness. I love this. We're currently working on anxiety pajamas that are breathable just because my my dogs feel more comfortable in the winters in pajamas. And I was like, how can I make a summer version that also does some of the things that, you know, some of the other products on the market do, but just their science is great for the vests. And I'm like, how can I make it easier, less bulky kind of go with the Ponix line, but that's more of a kind of nice to have in a a bundling situation. I think we're going to have you back on because this is all going to happen. I do know it. And I think you're going to get back on Shark Tank and they're going to be blown away. That's just, that's my prediction. Well, one day I'm going to need some sort of angel investor if I want to get on shelf. It's just, you know, if you think of how many dog, cat, animal, pet stores there are out there between independents and the big guys, like I want to go into the independents first just because it's so much more fun to talk to customers that shop local and independence every day yeah and maybe one day you'll be at global pet expo which is seven football fields long i just I came back from there global pet expo so before we launched before covid emma and i went to global pet expo and we're just kind of hanging out talking to people had some plans to go into independent stores and do like live feeds or yeah. anything of education to get people into the store and then COVID hit. It's all right. You regrouped. You regrouped very nicely. Everyone, we're speaking with Kirsten Brand. I want you to go to two sites, emmabrand.com and Pawnix. It's P-A-W-N-I-X.com. Any parting message, Kirsten? And I do thank you for being on the show. Hope you survived. You, yeah, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're trying out the YouTube. And since it also is Pet Month National. Yeah. Well, May is National Pet Month, and uh, this may be running at the end of the month or 1st of June, but it's a year-round concern. So we like to take care of other pups, right? Because not everybody's sound averse. And we come from a a charity background too. So we actually give $5 from the sale of every headset to charity. And currently we support support Canine Warriors, Gray Muzzle Org, because the old old dogs like Um, Emma need their fair shot at love too. Is that the one with Denise Fleck? Yes. Uh Yes, she's a good gal. She's a friend of mine. Yeah, Gray Muzzle, that's a great group. 
Keep yep. going. Is there another one? Sorry. Uh, we were doing the PetSmart charities because they are rated highly and they disperse the money well. So we want to get back together with them on expansion of a couple other things. But also in our backyard, we have the Gross Point Animal Adoption Society that we give money to now because if you need to do anything in the summer months when dogs being scared of loud noises uh, increases, they, of course, at shelters need food uh, increases, blanket increase in the summer months because of all the dogs that, you know, just go for an adventure and end up in a shelter. Yeah. Thank you for doing all that nationally and locally. I love that. Um, I also at this time want to give pause and applause to my producer, Mark Winter. He is the surgeon of sound. Pet Life Radio is the largest pet radio network on the planet. And you humbly are listening to the longest running show about pets on podcast. We've been on the air since 07. Hey, guys, check out me at Ardenmore.com and do me a big solid subscribe to my youtube channel it's easy it's art and more it would really mean a lot to me and so until next time this is your flea free host art and more delivering just two words to all you two three and four leggers out there oh behave coast to coast and around the world it's all behave with art and more find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in rin tin tinseltown from famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>